Silica is a pretty important trace mineral, and that's the basis for hair and bones and teeth and skin. Everything is light, including sound. Water is the recording mechanism for all of those vibrations. We have enormous power as human beings that we've forgotten when our consciousness speaks through our vocal cords that goes into water and we drink it. Our body knows exactly what it means because we spoke it. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Oh my goodness, friends. I truly did not anticipate the direction that today's conversation would go. I thought we would primarily talk about the role of silica and deuterium in water, which we do talk about and which is super fascinating. But this conversation ended up being so much more. Connecting with Michael was so amazing and he has such an enlightening perspective on the role of frequency and sounds and the science of vibes. Yes, literally vibrations, literally vibes, how that affects our world, how it affects our water. Prepare yourself for some pretty mind-blowing and inspiring conversation. And of course, I am now hooked on Aquine Springs water. I say this in the episode, but it truly tastes so different. It tastes almost magical. (laughs) It tastes sweet and nourishing. And I did so much research on the benefits of silica for health. So I love the high concentration of silica in the water. And I love that it's naturally deuterium depleted. I'm ordering it now by the box full and I plan to keep drinking it ongoing. If you'd like to stock up on your own Aquine water, I cannot recommend it enough. You can actually get 10% off with the coupon code Melanie Avalon. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash aqueen. That's A-Q-U-E-N-E. Again, that's melanieavalon.com slash aqueen, A-Q-U-E-N-E, with the code Melanie Avalon for 10% off. And then I just can't wait to hear what you guys think of today's episode, all the cool topics that we talk about from music and life and Fiji water and intentions and speaking to water and the role of deuterium and cancer, something super cool called elemental juvenile water. We also even touch on analema, which is something that you guys know I love. And by the way, if you would like to get an analema, which I use every day of my life, you can go to melanieavalon.com slash analema. That's A-N-A-L-E-M-M-A. And again, listening to the show, you'll hear a little bit about what that is. The coupon code melanieavalon will get you 10% off of that. I will put all of this in the show notes where there will also be a full transcript that will be at melanieavalon.com slash silica. And then definitely let me know what you think of this episode. I'm super excited to hear your thoughts. Let me know in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting Plus Real Foods Plus Life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something that I love. And then check out my Instagram, find the Friday announcement post. And again, comment there to enter to win something that I love. I have a very exciting announcement, friends. I have officially launched a TikTok channel. I've been on Instagram for a while, but it is time for TikTok. And with the channel, I'm going to be posting daily, very high quality, awesome biohacking content. 
tips and tricks, things from my life. And I really want to bring the glam to biohacking because I feel like biohacking can be very male-centric or focused on a certain type of person. And I just want to break that stereotype and bring all the sparkles. So please join me there. My handle is Melanie Avalon official. Please let me know what you'd like to see from me, what you think of the content. I do feel pretty shy about it. So please join me so that we can be friends and just go on the most epic biohacking adventure. Okay, friends, spirulina update. It is still coming. I know it's been taking a while. It's just because I want to make the most ideal spirulina tablets on the market, ones that are tested for purity and potency and to be free of all pesticides and just the highest quality. So we've got that spirulina source. It tastes awesome. The issue we're experiencing is that in order to make it into tablets, it requires another ingredient. If you're currently taking spirulina tablets and they say they are one ingredient, They are not one ingredient. There is something in there that is helping to keep that structure. So we're trying to figure out which route to go with this. It's really fun because I keep trying different samples. I think I know which one I like the most, but we'll see which one I end up picking. Either way, I really love the taste of our spirulina. It doesn't taste fishy or LGE, and I really experience the benefits. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can get my other Avalon X supplements at avalonx.us. Friends, have you jumped on the serapeptase bandwagon yet? That's what I launched with, and to this day, it continues to be my most favorite supplement ever. It's a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. When you take it in the fasted state, it actually breaks down non-living problematic proteins in your body, so it can help address an array of issues. Like I said, it will clear your sinuses, calm inflammation, It may help reduce cholesterol. Studies have shown it can break down amyloid plaque. It can help alleviate pain and so much more. I take it daily. It is one of the most important supplements in my arsenal. This is the new year. Start it off right. Get some serapeptase. You can get 10% off with the coupon code MelanieAvalon, as well as a 20% off code when you text AvalonX to 877-861-8318. That's AvalonX to 877-861-8318. Those codes will also work with my fantastic partner, MD Logic Health. For that, go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. And of course, all of my supplements I formulated to be the very best on the market. They're tested multiple times for heavy metals and mold. They're free of all common allergens as well as problematic fillers, which goes back to that whole spirulina formulation issue I was talking about. They come in glass bottles to help prevent leaching of plastics into ourselves and the environment. And we even use the minimal amount of stickiness required for the labels to help with our environmental impact. To get these fantastic products, go to avalonx.us and definitely get on my email list so that you don't miss the spirulina launch special. For that, go to avalonx.us slash email list. Another resource for you guys If you struggle with food sensitivities like I do, you have got to get my app, Food Sense Guide. It's a comprehensive catalog of over 300 foods for 11 potentially problematic compounds. These include things you may be reacting to, like gluten, lectins, FODMAPs, histamine, oxalates, sulfites, thiols, whether or not something is a nightshade, and so much more. It even includes autoimmune paleo AIP status. You can learn about the compounds, create your own list to share and print, and finally take charge of your food sensitivities. It is a top Apple app, often in the top 10 for the Apple food and drinks charts. And friends, get it now because I'm going to be updating it to a subscription basis soon. So you definitely want to get grandfathered in for life at one super low price. With the subscriptions, by the way, I'm going to be implementing some pretty cool features. So I need to do subscriptions to help support that. So like I said, get it now before we change to subscriptions. 
You can get it at melanieavalon.com slash foodsenseguide. And one more thing before we jump in. Did you know there are over a thousand compounds found in conventional skincare and makeup in the U.S. that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity? If you are using conventional skincare and makeup, you are directly putting into your bloodstream toxic compounds, including obesogens, which can literally cause your body to store and gain weight. So if your diet's not working, you might want to think about what's happening with your skincare and makeup, as well as carcinogens linked to cancer. I'm not making this up. And just endocrine disruptors in general, which may mess with our hormones. Thankfully, there's an easy solution to this. There's a company called Beauty Counter, and they were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin, so you can truly feel good about what you put on, and their products really work. I am obsessed with their overnight resurfacing peel, their vitamin C serum, they have shampoo and conditioner, skincare lines for every skin type, and incredible makeup. It's so amazing that Tina Fey actually wore all Beauty Counter makeup when she hosted the Golden Globes, so yes, it is high definition camera ready. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code cleanforall 20 to get 20% off site-wide. You can get the latest updates from me, specials, sales, samples, and so much more on my email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash cleanbeauty. And you can join me in my Facebook group, Clean Beauty and Safe Skincare with Melanie Avalon. People share product reviews and their experiences, and I do a giveaway every single week in that group as well. And lastly, if you're thinking of making clean beauty and safe skincare a part of your future, like I have, I definitely recommend becoming a Band of Beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon Prime for clean beauty. You get 10 percent back in product credit, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth way more than the price of the year-long membership. It is totally, completely worth it. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. An important announcement, friends. My EMF blocking products are coming. Make sure you don't miss the launch special. For that, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. EMFs are actually classified by the IARC as a group 2B, possibly carcinogenic to humans. These are such a problem. We are exposed to them through our Wi-Fi, our cell phones, our AirPods, And they are linked to so many health issues, including anxiety, migraines, headaches, even fertility issues. This is such a problem. Thankfully, you can address your EMF exposure. I'm going to help with that with my Avalon X EMF blocking product line. So again, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list to check that out. All right. I think that is all the things. As a final reminder, you can get 10% off Aquine Springs water at melanieavalon.com slash Aquine, A-Q-U-E-N-E with the coupon code melanieavalon. Now enjoy this fabulous conversation with Michael Hobson. Hi friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so incredibly excited about the conversation I am about to have. So the backstory leading up to today's conversation Quite a while ago now, we were just talking before this about how it's been a bit before we actually got to sit down and have this conversation. A company called Aquine Springs reached out to me about their water. And I am very much passionate about the role of water in our health. And what I was alerted by with this water well, there's lots of things we'll talk about in this episode, but one of them is that it is naturally deuterium depleted. And as you guys know, I have had two episodes on deuterium depletion on this show, and it's something that I talk about actually a lot, and people often have no idea what I'm talking about when I mention it. So that was the first aspect that made me really excited. And then secondly, 
The water is super rich in silica, and I hope I'm saying the right form of it. I hope it's silica. I'm sure we'll talk about the different types. And friends, the timing of this was really crazy because, like I said, we connected quite a while ago, and I only recently started really sitting down and reading all the studies and doing the research to prep for this show. And the timing of it is such that for my supplement line, I actually needed to hardcore research silica as a food additive. So the timing was really, really crazy and really, really appropriate. And I will say after sitting down and reading all of the studies on silica, deuterium depletion, and this water in general, oh my goodness, I <laughs> I just want to only drink this water. It's funny. I um, stopped doing all the prep. I emailed the company and I was like, can I go ahead and just order a lot of this water for myself? So I actually just placed a big personal order of many, many boxes of it. So I am very excited to learn all about Aquine Springs. I am here with Michael Hobson. He is the founder. It was a long-winded introduction, but Michael, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Melanie. It's such a pleasure to be able to have this conversation about something that is really the medium of creation, water. I love it. And it's so, so true. And so your backstory, I will say, because for this show, we have people send their bios and your bio is so interesting. It's not, it's not what I would have expected. Could you tell listeners a little bit about your personal story, your history and what you've been interested in with frequencies and what led you to what you're doing today with water? I guess it all starts with an observation, which is hindsight is twenty twenty, And what I mean by that is I think if we stop at points and take a look backward at our trajectory, we see the trend line. You know, we see how one thing led to, the, to another. And I think that's true when I look back. Along the way, it was sort of like, wow, it feels like this is a bit of a random walk. And then the reason I say that is because I'm trained as an economist originally. So I have advanced degrees in economics and, econ and econometrics. And I was a professor at university for a time before going into the private sector, working for AT&T and Bell Laboratories as an econometrician, looking at you know future events and and predicting those and so on in the corporate world. And then I left corporate life completely and went into the world of audio, opening a high-end audio store in New York City, five blocks from the old World Trade Center in lower Manhattan. And that led to establishing a vinyl record company and a number of other companies around music and ended up with me finding my way to water. And you go, you look at it on the surface and you say, how does this all, how is this all tied together? And so it turns out that it's all tied together by virtue of the fact that we are vibrations. Everything in the universe vibrates. And the famous quote that's been thrown around, which I think is completely apropos, is that if you want to understand the universe, you have to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And of course, all the things I was involved in in the music business have to do with just that. And in fact, in the vinyl record business, those are recordings that are put into polyvinyl chloride and played back. So it's 
something that is enshrined and it's about playing a series of frequencies which form a pattern when played through a pair of loudspeakers that give the illusion that you're at the performance or you're in the studio or you're with the musician. And I think that my background in uh, econometrics and the math and the geometry behind all that we are in this universe and all that we see, observe, and vibrate sometimes in resonance, and that's a term we can talk about, and sometimes not in resonance. And I think that is ultimately the definer at the highest level of what we call a state of health and well-being, and at the best, of, at the very top of that, a state of bliss. Wow. Okay. Sound is honestly, I'm so, so fascinated by it. It's one of the things that, so if I just like superficially think about it, it's just profound to me. <laughs> Even you saying it right now, the idea of a record and, cause I just don't understand it, how, <laughs> how, it, how we create it. Quick question. So frequency versus vibration. Could you define that? So vibration, we can all relate to because, you know, if you put your hand on something that's moving, then we feel that vibration. And the amount of vibration is its frequency measured per unit time, which is usually a second. So a frequency, for example, of one of the brainwave frequencies, or let's talk about the what's called the Schumann resonance or the, the Schumann frequency, which is about 7.8 hertz. So it's, that's the amount of vibratory activity per second, 7.8 vibrations per second. So that's the relationship between a vibration and a frequency. Frequency effectively measures vibration. So does the universe vibrate at a certain frequency, like as a baseline? Everything vibrates at its own frequency or collection of frequencies. And so when we are uh, in the world at any given moment, we are being vibrated by planets from other galaxies and our sun and the other planets and so on. That's, that's why we feel different at different alignments of these celestial bodies, let's call it, because kind of think of them in a way that we can get our heads around as each one of those is a speaker that's playing a different tune from a different location. And we're, as human beings, bathed in that universal sound, let's call it. And then as we lower back down to earth and the environment that we're in, everything in the room that you can look at, touch, or sense with our five vibratory senses. And let me say that one more time. With our five vibratory senses, every sense that we have is vibratory in nature. And so you can think of us as a giant, as a, as a, as a very complicated transducer where we absorb and re-radiate what we take on, what we feel. And then we can add to that because we have our own consciousness and our state of mind, our thoughts are reflected in what is called our magnetic field. Sometimes people talk about it as a biofield. 
but it is partly a reflection of what we absorb and it's partly a reflection of what we are radiating or generating inside of our body. You know, if you walk into a room and it's full of joy and people are excited and so forth, that you take that in and, and it has an uplifting effect on you quite often. Whereas if like recently I went to a friend of mine's father's funeral and you go into the church and, you know, that's a, a very different pun intended vibe that one gets and it, it resonates some way somehow sympathetically and our thoughts add to that. I use the word vibe a lot. I'm never going, <laughs> I'm never going to use it casually again. Um, it has so much, <laughs> so much backstory to it. Yes, it's real. I mean, we have all these sayings that are so apropos. And one is, you know, I really like that person's vibe. Or, you know, my gut says, and guess what? Your gut vibrates too. And those little bacterium are, you know, they have their own level of consciousness and they're part of that process. Um, they communicate with the brain and give us information from another source. Do you have a thought as to why, because you mentioned the feeling of a quote, good vibe or a joyful vibe when you walk in a room, why certain people like or resonate with certain vibes and not others. I'm thinking in particular like music because there are certain types of music that do not make me feel good, but people love it. Like they love it. So I, I've always been curious, like why would people like certain types of music and other people not? Well, my experience is having been with a lot of people in different circumstances, listening to music. And also, you know, one of the other things that a company that I founded did was something called the Encore Series, where we did live recordings of big rock bands, including Peter Gabriel and Genesis and The Who and so forth. And so I went, to, I've been to a lot of live concerts in my life. And what music does is it tickles your senses. And I think sometimes in a particular situation, I know myself that if I'm not feeling, if I'm feeling a little bit down, sometimes I'll go into my music room and I'll play songs that help me. And what that means is I don't know where, where it comes from that I pick certain songs, but I do. And they help me to rebalance myself. I think, you know, if People generally want, when they listen to classical music, which I've listened to a lot of in my life, you know, there, there's a certain type of journey that that music takes you on and the impact on your body, both through your ears. And remember, the, that vibration that comes into your ears gets converted to an electrical signal inside the body. And that's what you perceive. It becomes an electrical vibration at that point. And, and so, you know, there are different times at which you want to have, you know, party music, you want to have dance music, you want to have, you want to, there's a, there's a certain intellectual quality quite often to jazz, that extemporaneous expression that some of those musicians bring to those situations is thought provoking. Right. So I think music has that ability to play into our emotions 
and and play in situationally to you know what we need frankly vibrationally i'm also rethinking now because i think on one of the last episodes i recorded we were talking about this thing called the mappiness project where they were testing when people are most happy it was basically thousands of people and they would have an app and it would randomly ask them like how happy are you right now and what are you doing and from that they were able to find what made people happiest but number 2 was going to a concert or a show or theater. Last conversation, we were talking about the crowd aspect of that and how it probably had to do with the serotonin boost or the oxytocin bonding of being in a crowd. But now I'm thinking about the sound aspect of it is probably huge, especially, you know, so many people having a collective experience vibrating. Exactly. Resonating in a, in a harmonic way. So, you know, we're all, we all then become coupled, right? And I know that people use this term quite a lot, and I think they mean it in a good way, but they don't really understand what it means, coherence. And, you know, a sympathetic resonance, when people come into a sympathetic resonance, that's a form of coherence, which is harmonic, right? It's like when you play different notes together and they form a chord there's a, a harmony that's created out of that, and that's called sympathetic resonance or coherence. And I think that's what happens in that crowd situation. That's what I have observed, is that everybody's there and they're in that state of some level of, of joy and excitement, and the music feeds into that, and now you've got this, this giant pattern of sound, which I'll just add at this moment, is a form of light. And that I think people should keep in mind is that everything is light, including sound. And so, and of course, all through the electromagnetic spectrum, and we can talk about infrared and all of those things and how they affect health. And by the way, where we're going to get to so that people, when they are 15 minutes into this wondering, God, I thought this guy was going to talk about water. So, so it turns out where we're going to get to or where we're headed to is that water is the recording mechanism and the mediator, the transducer for all of those vibrations. So it is a transmitter or the transmitter? I would say it's both a, tra it's a transducer, Right transducer, which means it can go both ways. It can swing both ways. It can both absorb and it can re-radiate. So remember the statistic that you have heard quoted quite a lot that we're 75% water or so by volume and 99 point blah, 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 99.99% by molecularly. And so, you know, the water in our bodies, both absorbs and then re-radiates that complex waveform, if you will, which you could call your vibe. Wow. Okay. So what made you have the epiphany about the application, if this was the order of how it happened in your life, the application of all of this to water? It unfolds for me every day. Every day I get a new piece of the puzzle and I'll just say that I ask for those puzzle pieces 
and they show up. And sometimes they show up in the funniest ways. I meet someone who says something to me or tells me something. And sometimes I walk around my office, which has piles of books and some, some of which I don't know why I bought them or when I bought them. And I walk up to one for reasons I don't understand. And I pick it up and it opens to the page. I don't open it to the page. It opens to the page on which there's a piece of information that tells me more of the story that is the mission that I'm here to complete. I don't mean to put people off if, if they think that they're in complete control of everything they're doing. I recognize that I'm not in complete control, that I'm in collaboration to, to stay on the path to contribute to the greater good. How did you find the source of Aquin Springs or what led you there? I think it found me. I didn't find it through a series of what you could call coincidences, but aren't. I found my way to, to it and the owner of it. And over time have recognized that it's here as well to serve. And so we're looking at different applications of this water now, including programming it with human consciousness to be able to heal oneself or to help one manifest changes in their life. And we, we have enormous power as human beings that we've forgotten or aren't aware of, or have abdicated to others. And I believe, like a lot of other people, that we are marching bravely forward into a new age in which things are going to change in ways that we can't even imagine right now. And I just hearken, I was talking to someone yesterday about, if you roll the tape back, 100 years or 110 years, and you told people that they'd be flying in airplanes that went 600 or more miles per hour, and just name any number of the other things that have happened to us, they'd say you're crazy. And I think we're accelerating towards an understanding of our own power both in terms of how it can be used for the greater good and how potentially it could be used in a, in a way that is devastating. I'm on the path personally towards contributing to the greater good. The source of the water, it's in Idaho? Yes, it's, a, it's in the high desert in southern Idaho near the Nevada border. It's a geothermic spring. So the water comes out of the ground at about 140 degrees Fahrenheit. It just comes out. It doesn't have to be pumped. And it's been continuously in that activity for, we're sure, millennia, maybe longer. And there is evidence to suggest that the water comes from a place very deep in the earth and is probably made in the earth, as opposed to having been deposited there. Little known that there is something called primary water, which is water that's made in the earth continuously. And that 
goes back to things I know people will be familiar with. And if they're not, they can go look them up. The number one element in the Earth's crust is oxygen, followed by silica, and the third, an old friend called aluminum. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. But oxygen being the number one element in the Earth's crust, when hydrocarbons, which are already, which are also in the Earth's crust, when hydrogen gets displaced from its bound, its bond to carbon in geothermic situations, hydrogen is what we'll refer to as a lonely bachelor, and it likes to be in a molecular form with other elements. And so it finds oxygen in that circumstance. They dance together, form steam, make their way through the Earth's crust, and then end up at this wonderful spring at 140 degrees Fahrenheit, having collected some of the number two element in the Earth's crust, silica, along the way. So you get a product that is silica-rich, primary water that we capture before it ever touches the Earth's atmosphere. And when you open it and drink it, it's the first time that it's out in the world. I will say it tastes amazing. It tastes different from other waters. And historically, I've been drinking only glass mineral bottled water primarily, as well as specifically deuterium depleted water from another source. But this water <laughs> tastes like incredible. People describe it and I, we'll see what, how this correlates with your experience. People describe it as having a sort of a velvet, soft feeling in the mouth with a slightly sweet, what we call, what we call leave, right? Which people talk about when they taste wine, you know, what's that taste that's left in your mouth? And it's just kind of this kind of natural sweetness. You know, we don't add anything at all to the water. So it is as it as it tastes or it appears. I was going to say it tastes sweet, but not sweet. Like it doesn't taste like sugar or anything like that, but it has the vibe, <laughs> the essence of sweetness. And by the way, that's exactly what it is. That sense that you have is a vibrational pattern which registers in your brain as that what we call sweet or a sweet in, that, in the sweet spectrum of our senses. That makes sense. It really does taste amazing. A few questions about that source. Are there other sources like that around? You know, I think there are. What I mean by that is it, there's a phrase that we like to say, and that is that all waters are not created equal. They have somewhat the same structure, but, you know, they have different mineral contents and in this world now that I've kind of shoved people into, I guess, in this podcast, if they're still listening and haven't tuned out, is that all of those minerals vibrate as well. And so part of the taste profile that you get from heavily mineralized water, you might ask the question, well, what, you know, where does that taste come from? And it comes from that interaction or the interplay of all of the, the different elements or vibrations that are in that water, that that water has come in contact with, and it carries all of those patterns, right? And so you can get, there's a wide variety of water, some of which are, you know, three or 5,000 parts per million in terms of their 
mineral content, whereas a Queen Springs water is about 130, I think, if I recall correctly, parts per million. So that's what you would refer to as very low mineralization, where, of course, distilled water would be no minerals at all. It would be zero ppm. So, you know, lightly mineralized water has this sort of taste, particularly with regard to having a high silica content about, if you measure it, 77 milligrams per liter, which is relatively high compared with other waters. And, you know, that's part of its taste profile. In addition to, and I'll touch on this and we can continue if you'd like, the fact that it comes to us uninformed. And what I mean by that is that all other waters, certainly municipal waters, waters that are in lakes and streams and, and, and even water that's in aquifers, is in an environment that affects it, right, vibrationally. And the water records all of that information. And when we drink it, part of what we taste is, is that pattern that it's vibrated, that it's that it's vibrated to, or that it's imparting on us, and so this water being made in the in the Earth's crust and then being packaged, and when you drink it and open it to the world for the first time, it's got a, a level of purity which I don't think people think of purity in terms of of elements and molecules and and additives. It's vibrationally, or some people would say energetically, very pure. Wow. Now I'm just thinking about the energetics of, you know, just conventional process, plastic, bottle water, and like everything it goes through at the factory and the, all of that. It all matters. And that's, that's, you know, people think about the difference in the taste of water in a bottle or a can. I mean, we've all known from the old days. And by the way, I just want to say to people, you know, please understand that before I got the message that I was going to be involved in Water Next, which came when somebody asked me one time, so what's next? Having been a serial entrepreneur, and they were like, okay, well, he's going to be on to something else. Without hesitation, I said, I don't know, but it has something to do with water. And to this moment, I still don't know why I said that. Came from some other place. And so before that, you know, I would drink, like everybody else, sodas and, you know, pop and, and different drinks of different varieties and so forth. And that recognition that, for example, and I'm sure this will resonate with people that, you know, if you drink a Coca-Cola out of a bottle versus a Coca-Cola out of a plastic bottle versus a Coca-Cola out of a can, they all taste different. And why is that? And it's because now that we know that what they're in contact with impacts the taste. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th Annual Biohacking Conference, May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando And it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and dry farm wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples. 
meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come... Definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas. MelanieAvalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BCMelanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. I'm getting flashbacks too. We used to go to this place called Sanibel Island in Florida growing up and they had this place where they had the glass bottle Coca-Colas and they tasted so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have had that experience. I grew up in Fort Myers. Oh, okay. So you know Sanibel really well then. Very close to Sanibel. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Have you been there since the hurricane? I haven't actually. In fact, I ha- I've still got family in South Florida and I haven't been there in about five years and I feel terrible about it. And I'm actually planning a trip there in the upcoming, in the near future. So probably have to change planes in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My parents have a place on Sanibel and My mom actually, I laugh about it now, but it was an ordeal. She stayed on the island because she didn't think it was going to be that bad. And we had to, oh my goodness, we had to orchestrate a whole rescue mission with a pontoon boat. Like it was, it was so stressful. (laughs) But it all worked out okay. You know, it all worked out okay. It did. It did. But (laughs) so anyway, that's, that's how the mechanism of transference of vibrational information through the medium of water. That's how it operates. And I'm just going to say this, and it will be controversial. Water records vibratory information by virtue of the fact that it is magnetic in nature. And when you turn water, it becomes a rotational magnetic field. And it becomes very easy then to record onto that medium, uh, like magnetic recording tape for those people that know about sound engineering. So that's how it works. That's how we record everything in our body. And and then we play it back. I've had a company on the show called Analima. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I I love, I, I stir all my water with their device, which is supposed to structure the water. It actually programs it. So when you say they talk about it as structure and and what, you know, I guess structure is a general term in water that's not really well understood, but they're imparting a signal or a pattern into the water by virtue of the water that's in the vial that they provide you. Right. And so, yeah, you're you're 
you're dosing, if you will, or programming your water with whatever that pattern that they put in is. And I don't know what that is. I guess that's their, their IP. And, you know, I think it's absolutely valid. That is to say, I'm, I'm sure it works. You know, I can't comment any further about its impacts. I do know that it is possible, and I'm working with people right now to be able to put human intention directly into water by, virt- by, by virtue of healers, right? If you've ever been down the healing pathway with people that do hands-on healing, what you'll note is that their left hand is the place where the healing energy comes out. I say energy, but in fact, it is a magnetic pattern that retunes the body in a way that allows it to heal itself, where healing means returning to a state of harmony. And if people want to think about this in terms of music, if you've ever been to a classical concert, even quite often, you know, other types of concerts where the the first violinist will strike a chord, you know, will strike a note, and everybody harmonizes to that. It's the same mechanism inside the human body. And a state of dis-ease is one where that some, some part of the orchestra, and I'm talking in, in general terms so people can understand, but that's the way it works in terms of us self-healing. And so the idea is that you could put that master tone or master pattern into water that is very susceptible to that information and then drink that with the intention that you would like to return to a state of health and well-being and you'll do it. Your water, Aquin Springs, does it naturally have, because I'm just thinking now, like when I use Analima, how I'm having this intention of creating the water into this I I know we just said it's not really the word structure, but my question is, your water, is it already naturally in this, not necessarily the same structure that Analima creates, but something like that where it's already a good good resonance? It's receptive. It's in a receptive state. Think of it like it's ready to receive whatever it is that you want to put into it. And so if, if you were to take the water and put the analema wand or vial into it and, and swirl it around, it's, it's going to record that pattern that's in that, in that vial. On the other hand, if you take the water, and I'm not saying one or the other, you could do both, and hold it in a glass and speak your intention to the water, whatever that might be. Because think about this, that when we speak, it's really a vibratory equivalent of a thought. And so if you have a thought, let's say for self-healing, let's say to be in a state of gratitude, and that's your intention, that thought spoken is a vibratory reflection of that, and the water records that, and you drink your own intention. That's how it works. If listeners are curious, because I know I talk about these things a lot, if they're curious if I'm actually doing them, I am actually doing them because 
I'm, I drink so much water and I stir it every night with that quick tangent side note. It's a nice commentary, I think, on how busy and um, impatient our lives can be because I get, I'm like, oh man, I, I get impatient having to stir the water all the time. And I'm like, it's only a few seconds, but um, I notice that in myself. So going back to the composition of the water and the silica specifically, So like I said, the timing of this was crazy because I had been needing to research silica because it's a, well, first of all, there are multiple forms of it, which I find very confusing. So silica, silicate, silicone, silicone dioxide, silicic acid. Siliceic acid. Siliceic, okay. Siliceic acid. The different forms. What's the natural form? Okay. So let's start at the periodic table. So the the element in the periodic table is silicon. It really is not observed much in nature. It's a little bit like hydrogen. Remember I said earlier that hydrogen likes to bond to other things, carbon or oxygen and so on. Silicon is the same. It You don't find it in nature. Most often you find it in the form of what's called silicon dioxide, which is commonly referred to as silica. So SiO2 is silicon dioxide, which is referred to as silica. Okay? So those are the same. And of course, as I mentioned, it's the second most prevalent element in the Earth's crust. In fact, quite frankly, most of the time when we go down to the beach, we see a lot of it because that's what sand is, just in a slightly different formation, right? And of course, let's not never forget that computer chips are made from silica dioxide. So think about this. Imagine a situation where the human body is a biological computer filled with silica. And it operates well when we have when we're younger and have a lot of silica in our body. And as we get older, we lose silica. That's well known. And so is is it any surprise that we don't function as well computationally as we we age? So when it is a food additive as silicone dioxide, because like I said, with researching for this supplement and creation of it, we were on the fence trying to figure out if there's actually toxicity to that or if it's benign or... Yeah, as a food additive, is it? As as far as I know, it's not. And if you think about what is one of the main sources of silica, it's from, you know, fruits and vegetables, right? Why? Because (laughs) they're dug into the earth and, you know, they're uptaking, among other things, silica. So, you know, potatoes are got a lot of silica in them. And so that's one of the ways that we get silica into our body is with food stuff. And then what happens is that, remember back to our friends, the gut, our bacterial friends in the gut, they break all of that food stuff down and they extract that pattern called silica. And so they transmit that into the water in our bodies. And that's the basis for hair and bones and teeth and skin. And it apparently helps in wound healing, uh, cardiovascular health, the flow of blood in the body. So silica is a 
pretty important trace mineral. So I think, you know, the more processed foods that we eat, the less fruits and vegetables and so forth, the smaller amount or the lesser amount of silica in the pattern of which that we have in our body. And I think that's part of the process of aging. So let me just say one more thing, and that is in terms of supplements or pharmaceuticals for that matter, you really, if we think about this on the in the world of vibration, that's really what they are. We'll, we're going to find out, and in in, I'm going to just put this forward, and people can naysay it if they want, but I think if we look forward in 10 or 15 years, maybe not even that long, we're going to understand that everything that we put into our bodies changes the vibrational pattern, and that includes supplements. So when you're looking at putting silica into your into a supplement, that's probably a good thing because now you're going to have that pattern in your body that the gut's going to be able to digest and extract, and that's going to be beneficial for your your all of those tissues that we talked about. So... So on your website, which is aquinesprings.com, you guys have a lot of research and studies. So I went and I think I read almost all of them and a few quick things that I found. Oh, one one was so fascinating. So it was a it was a reanalysis of the findings on bone mineral density. Oh, was it in the Women's Health Initiative? It was in um like some big study. And basically in that study, they had found a correlation between alcohol intake and bone mineral density, a positive. So basically alcohol correlated to positive bone mineral density. They were proposing in the um, article that it actually wasn't all of the alcohol. It was from beer because beer is high in silica and that maybe it was the silica intake from the beer that was contributing to the bone mineral density, which I was like, oh, that's so interesting. An interesting byproduct, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But then also related to that, this is so weird and interesting to me. So the studies were also mentioning the foods that are highest in silica. And very interestingly, because a lot of my audience follows like a paleo diet, they're all like the non-paleo foods. <laughs> so like so like the list, the list was um that I have written down here was beer, bananas, string beans, fiber, well fibers, okay, cereal, husks, sugar from beets, wheat bran, soy, guar gum, rice, oak. That was really weird to me that the highest silica foods are foods that we might be eliminating on a paleo diet. I can't really comment, I guess. The question one would ask, are there any elderly paleo diet folks that have really strong bones? I don't know the answer to that. Additionally, you mentioned aluminum earlier. I think the most impressive out of all the silica studies I read, there were so many on how silica helps remove aluminum from the body and the implications on Alzheimer's and aging in general. It was really impressive. There was a lot of case studies as well of giving like high silica diets or water to patients? Yeah, so a couple comments there. One is that it seems, studies seem to indicate that silica is more more bioavailable from water than it is from food stuff. So that's not to say that one shouldn't be eating high silica foods. It's just to say that if, if you can drink water that's high in silica content, or as you sort of suggest, supplement that. And there's a number of ways to do that. In fact, you know, they make silica 
substance, uh, substances that you actually mix into water and, you know, you dose it and so forth to increase the silica content. So, and, and, and your supplements and so on. So, yeah, I think, I think that that is a worthwhile endeavor. So it turns out that silica and aluminum have an affinity for each other. And so we know that in high concentrations, aluminum is toxic to plants, animals, and human beings. And that silica having an affinity for aluminum, the way that we rid ourselves or detox ourselves naturally of aluminum is have silica available to bind to aluminum and then excrete that in water through our sweat or urination. And so when we find ourselves in a state of a lower level of silica, mostly in the elderly years, because we, as Christopher Exley would say, live in the aluminum age, aluminum's literally everywhere. In fact, it's unavoidable because we breathe it. It's in the air, along with sub-Saharan dust, by the way. So if people have never read the book, The Secret Life of Dust, I suggest that they look into it and recognize that we are breathing a sea of different things from all over the globe. And maybe we're breathing more of those in Los Angeles or Atlanta than those folks that are, you know, in the high desert in Idaho, but they're getting some too. And uh, so we can't escape it. And so is it any surprise that Aluminum seems to be related to those chronic inflammatory diseases because that's what it causes, inflammation in plants, animals, and humans in too high a concentration. But we find that inflammation in the elderly, and that's what that chronic inflammation in the brain is what we call dementia or Alzheimer's or ALS. Well, like I said, listeners can check out the studies because it was really, really impressive. And um Actually, I did a episode on microplastics and that that blew my mind, especially when he was talking about how it's they're literally everywhere. Like they're at the top of Mount Everest and at the bottom of the oceans. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we're we're coming into a very exciting time and I know people are worried and fearful that, you know, that we're all going to die as a result of plastics and microplastics. And and maybe we will. I'm not going to make a prediction. But what I, what I will say is I'm very excited about our upcoming opportunities to detoxify ourselves, or what that means to me is bring ourselves back into a state of vibrational harmony, using techniques that involve water that involve light that involves sound and and different parts of the electromagnetic spectrum also so the second part of the water the deuterium depletion so what is going on there and like i said i I've, I've done two episodes on this show which were deep deep dives into deuterium but for listeners who are not familiar <laughs> What is deuterium and why would we want it to be depleted? Okay, so it's a little bit of a controversial subject. And the reason I say it's controversial is, and I'll start at the beginning, that deuterium is identified as an isotope of hydrogen. 
Okay, so by our current way of thinking about elements, you know, hydrogen is the simplest that we know of in the atomic scheme of things, which has this proton as a nucleus, and it has one electron that's orbiting around it, right? So you can kind of think of this planet with this cute little moon moving around it, and that's a hydrogen. And if you add what's referred to as a neutron, where a proton is positively charged, a neutron is a similar weight, but is neutrally charged. And of course, electrons, at least by the conventional mechanism, are negatively charged. And so that neutron adds a more weight. And so now you've got this hydrogen atom that has a neutron, and that's what we call deuterium. And so when you have deuterium in water, it's referred to as heavy water, okay? And by the way, heavy water is, in, in certain circumstances, can be quite dangerous. That's what the hydrogen bomb is made from, is heavy water, okay? The thought process, well, let me say one more thing first, and that is that deuterium is naturally present, right? So the common measurement of deuterium is in seawater. And that is about 155 parts per million. And so anything less than 155 parts per million would be referred to as deuterium depleted, right? So the the term's a little bit strange. I don't know who coined it, but that's what it's relative to. And so a Queen Springs water naturally having nothing done to it, is 135 parts per million. So depleted by about 17% naturally. So that's all well known and well understood, and we can characterize that. The next part about how it affects the body is, is the controversial part. And so if you read the literature about how cells work, and you, there are these little rotors inside of the cells that supposedly hydrogen H2s go through like an impeller, right? Think about a pump impeller or that thing on the vacuum cleaner that turns around and, and scoops the, the lint up and into the bag. It's that kind of mechanism if you look into it and that apparently... So the theory goes that normally hydrogen molecules, H2s, go through that mechanism and turn those impellers, which turn rotors, and that is how the cell is powered. And so the thought process is, and again, in the literature and in demonstrations of it, that these deuterium molecules, remember, they've got that extra neutron. So they're bigger. They're literally, you could call them fat hydrogens. And I don't mean that with any disrespect, just that they're physically bigger and that they go through that process and they gum up the works, so to speak. They get stuck in the impellers and the impellers slow down and so on. So literally that's a way to visualize what the theory is of how deuterium has that suppressive effect, I guess you could say, on the energy production inside of a cell. 
Now, I just gave you what is the theory. The truth is I've never been into a cell. And by the way, no one has ever been inside of a cell and microscopes can't get down there. And so it's a theory. And I don't mean to dispel it at all, but just that it might be true and it might not be true. I can't say with certainty. It's likely the case that deuterium is one of those. I personally think that deuterium is is not an isotope of hydrogen. I think it's its own element. And there's a way to think about this. If people are interested, they could look into a guy called Walter Russell. And Walter Russell lived until about 1963, and he wrote a number of books, one of which is called The Universal One, and there's you know some other ones as well, The, the Secret of Light. And he talks about a periodic table that instead of being the Mendeleev table that everyone knows, that's spiral in nature, and that everything is, that elements lie along this spiral, and that they are different, are you ready for this? And different, they're at different octave levels. And so all elements are related to each other by virtue of their, their vibration, right? And so there's a way to think about deuterium as being just a slightly different version of hydrogen that's at a different frequency. So what I'm suggesting is that it could be the case, an alternative way to think of this, is that, you know, it's probably not good for us to have too much heavy water in our body. And in the same way, it's not good for us to have too much aluminum in our body. So there might be a correlation in terms of that issue at hand, that it, it causes a depletion of our ability to generate energy which at the end of the day is electricity. That's what we run on. We run on electricity. We're a big water battery. Hi, friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits, as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold contamination. Contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. 
It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash Danger Coffee and use the coupon code MelanieAvalon to get 10% off. Again, that is MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code MelanieAvalon for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit. But sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. You're talking about it being debated and all of that. Like I said, I was reading the studies on your site and um, it seems like the majority of them are in cancer patients and having them drink, quote, deuterium depleted water and the outcome on their longevity with their cancer. It's interesting because I have my notes right here. I'd have to re double check this, but I think in the studies they were using water because they were talking about baseline being around 150, which lines up with what you were saying about the ocean being 155. 155. And they were taking it down to between, I hope this note is right, between 105 to 65, which you said this water is around 130 something. So kind of 135. Yeah. So kind of in the middle of, of that. It was interesting to me reading those studies because, like I said, I've been drinking very severely deuterium depleted water, like five or 10 ppm. So it was nice to see that maybe because that water, I, I love that water, but it's very expensive. So it was nice to see that maybe I could be doing a happy medium of a more naturally depleted water, like your Aquine Springs water. Yeah. The only, the only comment I would make, and again, when I, I don't think it's in dispute. I just think that we don't know enough right now. I think as time goes on, we'll understand more about deuterium and its implications for our health. My, my issue is that it's not clear to me that just drinking deuterium depleted water, no matter what kind of water that it is. And by the way, you should know that that so-called light water, which I'm sure is what you're drinking, is the output from the making of heavy water, right? 
So how do you make light water? <laughs> you, you take out all the, the deuterium and to, to be used for heavy water. And so it's an industrial process that leads to that as, as a byproduct. And again, I'm not saying that it's, it's bad for you to drink, you know, low deuterium water. Not at all. Not, and I don't, I don't really have an opinion about whether or not that's the right or the wrong thing to do. I don't have any judgment there. But what I will say is that it's gone through an industrial process. And so there are other factors that one has to take into consideration in terms of our greater health and well-being. And again, back to the vibratory nature of things, when you put water into a municipal water system, and it goes through all of these chemical, which are actually vibrational processes to, quote, clean it up. And then it goes through all these series of chaotic pipes and so forth. And it's been in environments that, you know, it's absorbed that environment and we drink it, then we're drinking that pattern. And so I would say to you that not that you should or you shouldn't, but that the water that is processed, and certainly reverse osmosis water falls into this category of well, which, which most commercially available waters, if you look on the back of the bottle, that are not spring water, are basically reverse osmosis water. All of the top brands from Nestle and Pepsi and so forth are generally reverse osmosis water that at best have had some electrolytes, minerals added back into them, right? And so... Through that process, they've become informed of the, or you could say traumatized, through the process that they've been through. And frankly, you know, I like to put myself in the environment, you know, in nature that I vibe with and resonates with me. And I don't find that those waters resonate very well with me. Again, not a comment about light water at all, but just about water in general and that all waters are not created or processed the same. Well, it's interesting. Well, first of all, so now I'm thinking it's probably a good thing that I have been using the analema when I drink the light water <laughs> on that water. I would guess that's right. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because intuitively I have felt, like going back to the analema, definitely the need to use it on that water and on the other water I was drinking. But just intuitively with your water... I mean, I'm sure it might be additive and beneficial, but I felt like, oh, I could probably just drink this water <laughs> like the way it is. I'd be a lot happier if you would speak to it. And it would be a lot happier if you would speak to it as well. Like vocally speak to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you can, by the way, you can sit with it in a meditative state and hold it and you can transfer that mental energy through your body. Remember, you're radiating a magnetic structure, you know, a magnetic field around your body at all times, right? And if you're in a state of meditation and that field is generating, you know, the magnetic equivalent of beautiful thoughts, then the water will absorb that as well. So that's another way if people don't feel comfortable actually speaking their intention. But from my perspective, the water likes to be spoken to. And I know this will make people crazy, but Whenever I need to know something about the water, I ask it. And then I sit and wait patiently. And then all of a sudden it comes to me. 
I've, I've talked to people who are able, I'm not at this point, maybe I'm not developed enough to be able to actually have a conversation with the water, but it has a way of communicating back to me what it is that I want to know. So yeah, I, you should try that. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the analema is, you know, something you should try it. You should try it in the, in a queen springs water and, and, you know, always trust your instinct or your gut or your body, however you want to think about it, because that's the truth. So I've tried it when I pour it directly into my cup because it's easy for me to stir it that way. The reason I hadn't done it on a more, a larger scale is I've been pouring my water into a big pitcher so that I could stir it all at once. I really hope, apparently they're making, hopefully, fingers crossed, a, a pitcher device in the future, which will save me a lot of time. But your, so your water is in a box or the, the way I've been ordering it, it's in a box. I guess I've just been too lazy to pour all of it out into the liter and then stir all of that as well. So every night I play on YouTube, there's like all these different music tracks you can play. And so I play the 528 Hertz. It'll absorb that too. Music. I mean, I'm sure that you've had people on or that you've investigated the work of, of Imoto and even some of the folks in Germany, I forget what the guy's name is, a professor there that I know from water conferences. And they have that technique where they take water in a glass or a vial or whatever. And in the case of Emoto, he would do certain things, play music to the water. He would speak to the water. He would ignore the water. He'd put little notes on the water that had, you know, different symbols or the words and then take drops of that water and flash freeze them and look at the crystalline nature of the water. And of course, you know, there's some absolutely beautiful pictures of the, the images that the water patterns. You, you could say that the water captures and are revealed in that flash freezing process that you can look at under a microscope. So it's the same exact mechanism that you're speaking about. And by the way, if you're playing that to your body, what's in your body? Water. So there you go. It's so interesting because people often ask me, because I'm really big about supporting sleep, like really big about it. And people always ask me my different tips for that. And I always forget, I always leave out how I play the, that music every single night. It's just so ingrained into my, my habit of my life. And I think it's profound. And I've also noticed that it carries over, like people have told me, because I often do phone calls at night and people have told me that they pick up on it energetically, like, like, like it transfers to them as well. Multiple people have commented on that. Absolutely. I, I think we can tell instinctively if we trust our instincts when someone's in a state of health and well-being or when they're infirmed, right? You can tell from their voice. You can tell when somebody walks into the room if something's not quite right with them. And it's, it's that pattern. So what if somebody, because now I'm wondering, people might be wondering if they are struggling with health issues and they are at a, quote, lower vibrancy or frequency, does that mean when they drink the water, it's going to magnify that? No, I don't think that's the case. I wouldn't think of the water as, as some kind of an amplifier. I think the water, I think of the water, remember, as a transducer that can store information. 
So, you know, let, let me read you a quote from Einstein, and I think it'll surprise most people. Einstein said, concerning matter, we've all been wrong. What we call matter is energy, whose vibration has been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. I just want people to just sit with that for a minute. So I would say in response to your comment that people who find themselves in a state of infirmary, that they should have really positive thoughts and not be afraid. And I know that's hard, right? It's easy to say. It's hard to do. It's hard for all of us to do, by the way. But that's the way forward. And to be confident that you can heal yourself and that by speaking to your water sincerely from your heart. The heart in our body is a very misunderstood organ. It's the creator of the largest magnetic field in our, in our body. It's, it's really the origin of the magnetic field that we radiate and so if we are in our heart and not in our head, then we are radiating a pattern that is joyful. So I would say to people, in order to, to assist in whatever other mechanism that they're using to try to find their way back to a state of health, that to speak to the water and to, to, to practice self-love, really, to really say to the water, I love myself, and it is my true intention to, to heal, to be better, to be the best version of myself I can possibly be. And that's the way you can manifest, using the water to, you know. So there's a saying from Yogi Satyanda, and it says, from a thought comes an action, and from an action comes a tendency, and from a tendency comes a habit. From your habits come your character, and from your character comes your destiny. So if you can change your thought, you can change your destiny. And if you can master your thoughts, then you can master your destiny. And it's all electrical, because that's what thoughts are. And it all operates through the medium of water inside of our bodies. Wow, that is... Extremely profound. I'm just really excited because, like I said, I've done episodes on water before, and I love, especially with like the deuterium depletion, but it was more staying on the, I guess, the, the clinical or the medical side of things. So it's nice bringing all of this together with this aspect of it, with, with the energetics of it and with the silica content. And now I'm thinking about that Einstein quote, which makes more sense if you think about, at least to me, if you think about it in reverse, like if I'm just looking at a plant that's on my, on my, on my table right here, because he was saying that slowing down is what creates the matter that we can actually see and touch. It's like if we sped it up, all these things around me would just become energy, which makes sense to me. Absolutely. And then, you know, that whole concept that some people put forward that, you know, this desire to vibrate at a higher frequency so that we can go to heaven, so to speak, or to, you know, become light. There's a, a thought that we actually have 
slow down our vibration to this level to come here to earth and as a soul as a as a spirit as consciousness to be able to experience things and that really ties in with what with what einstein's talking about i think that is fascinating i love that so don't be so quick to raise your vibration (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) you want to stay around Well, if you want experience, I mean, you know, a lot of, I think what we, what we do is we indulge our senses, vibratory in nature, all of it. Speaking of vibrating, something was vibrating by me. I was like, where's that coming from? That's so weird. The big question is what frequency was it vibrating? I know. So funny. I do. I do talk to me. Like I said, I have all these plants. I grow hydroponically. Oh, which that was something that came up in the studies. It was saying that the hydroponic growing of vegetables might be leading to depleted silica content. I was like, oops. Oh, well. You know, by the way, there's, and I, I, this will make people crazy as well, but it's true that plants respond to just like animals do to us speaking to them. That's what I was going to say. I talk to my cucumbers. You do. You should. Yeah. And by the way, that's part of, I, I think just for me, personally, that that's one of the reasons why there's this longstanding tradition of blessing the food that we're about to receive. Because, you know, the food's here in service as well. Those plants are in service in in multiple ways. One, for us to, you know, be among them and and to experience that vibratory pattern that they have and make us feel better. And then we take them within our body and extract that vibration as well. You know, all of the function of the body mediated through water is one where we take food stuff into our body and the bacteria in our gut tears that all apart, right? We call that digestion. And the vibratory patterns from that food we absorb into our body. But at the same time, the bacteria get hot. So the gut's actually a pretty hot place. And that heat that they produce actually is a way for us to charge our water battery back up because that heat through a kind of a thermocouple approach generates electricity. And that's what charges our brain up. Our brain's a big battery that sends electrical impulses all throughout our body. And that's how we run. And it's all through water. Wow. So fascinating. Um, It's incredible. It's a different way to think of things. And I think people are going to go, oh, my goodness, this guy's crazy. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. A different different way to think of it. So I'm curious because people, like I said, can order. You can go to um, melanieavalon.com slash aqueen, A-Q-U-E-N-E. So I've been ordering the boxed version of the water yeah. So what are the different options that you offer? I'm now, especially knowing everything that you talked about, about the production process, how do you do the production process with the packaging and such? Yeah. I mean, you know, let me just say to people that if you want to go into a business that is extremely difficult and not one where you have the intention of making lots of money, go into water. And the reason I say is because it's heavy, right? And I don't mean deuterium, just it's heavy, even without deuterium. Light water's heavy <laughs> physically. And so 
you know, we it's it's at a very remote location. So, you know, people that want to think about uh, there's no agricultural runoff. There's no glyphosate. There's, you know, none of the pollutants that, you know, everybody's concerned about in most water. And then we box and also put it into bottles and then we transport it, which is incredibly expensive to Los Angeles. And that's where we ship it out to people from. So it comes in two packs of five liters. So 10 liters in two boxes, which I think you've probably gotten with these kind of decorative boxes that look nice either on the counter. I drink the water at room temperature, to be honest, but I know people like, you know, cold water and that's fine. Or if you want to heat it up, that's fine because it was hot before it got packaged. Then we have a five-gallon box, which we market currently as emergency source water. We originally intended it as something, you know, that you would put, you know, in the basement or, you know, in the cupboard or whatever in case of emergency, right? Because it's there. It's become the highest value for people to purchase. You know, you kind of get a volume discount by buying it five gallons at a time. The problem is, back to the weight, is that it's about 45 pounds. So please, if you get the five-gallon box, be careful when you lift it. Lift with your knees is the old thing. I keep five-gallon boxes on my counter. That's the way I consume it because it's just convenient. I just walk up to it with the spout and dispense it. And then we have the 750-milliliter bottles And those say crystal source. Everything else is silica source. And those say crystal source. And it's the exact same water. There's nothing different about it. The crystal source water in in the bottles, if you turn it upside down and hold it up to the light, you'll see these beautiful crystal silica crystals that are floating around. It's not sand from the beach. It's the silica in the water has coalesced into these beautiful crystals. And the main purpose of that is that in this process of putting your intention into the water, if you talk from your heart, for some people to be, if I said to them, you know, just take a glass of the water out of the box and, you know, speak to it. And they might go, well, okay, I could do that. I believe you, Michael, but... You know, if you can take water that you can see the the silica crystals in, and this relates to some of the work of Marcel Vogel. Crystal is, silica, by the way, is the basis for quartz. And quartz is well known. It's used in quartz oscillators. It's a a way to to record, to transmit, to, to amplify electrical or magnetical or magnetic pulses. Right. And so you can think of those little silica crystals as vibrating. And so that's the crystal sources for to help people overcome the natural disbelief of just talking to water. It's like if you can talk to crystals that you can see, then, you know, maybe I'm going to lower my I'm going to suspend my disbelief. We'll put it that way. And then some people just like to drink water out of bottles. And per our earlier discussion, things taste different out of glass. And so we offer it in that format as well. And I think we offer a discount for people that come to aqueensprings.com and put in your promo code at the checkout 
stage, which is Melanie Avalon, or if they come through your website and click that link, it'll, it'll give them a 10% discount. Awesome. Hi, friends. One of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality. They're low EMF. And what I really love is they have a solo unit. That's what I have. And it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving. It's just really an amazing investment. And they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon. Or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off. And that will also get you $99 shipping. Normally the shipping is like $600. So that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com. And I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna. We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Yeah, so some quick, quick questions or comments on that. So the boxes, I will say for listeners, I know you're saying that you drink at room temperature. I keep the boxes in the refrigerator and they actually, so they fit really well in my refrigerator. I just put it on the shelf and then you use the spout and you pour it out. So basically it can sound, if people haven't had box water before, it might sound a little not approachable, but I found it super easy to integrate into my my, my life. <laughs> I actually really, really like it, like having it in the, in the fridge like that. I was thinking about ordering the five gallon box. I, it was hard for me to envision how, how big it is. It's, it's imagine the boxes that you have and it's about five of those. If you kind of turned them sideways, you could kind of visualize that. So it's not terribly conducive for the fridge unless, you know, unless you took the whole top shelf and it, your shelf would probably hold 45 pounds, but you know, you gotta be a little careful there with, with that. Yeah. And then some people buy the five gallon and they dispense it into a glass container or part of it and put it in the fridge. So, you know, I think the beauty that you just pointed out of putting the five liter in the fridge is that it, it catches your attention because of the size of the box and it's got this beautiful designs on the side that are actual crystals. Those are from, from crystals that those images are taken from crystals and they're very beautiful. And so it draws your attention and anytime like an advertisement that we get our attention drawn to something, then we're like, Oh yeah, I should drink some water, which is a good thing. I do want to, comment on the packaging is very beautiful, especially me having my own supplement line and being really, you know, appreciating the creative process of packaging. It's yeah. A plus on the packaging. I wonder if I could put the five gallon on top of my refrigerator. I'm just trying to figure out shelf space where I could. It's a little bulky, you know, is the issue. But again, you know, we've got a, a customer base that just loves to have the five gallon because it does offer, you know, they drink a lot of water and it offers a better value. And, you know, I, I always find myself apologizing because it's really expensive to ship water. And so that's just, you know, part of the, the cost of doing business in life, I guess, is having to pay that price for something that is, is really vital to our health and well-being. 
And another quick clarification. So if I pour my box water into a glass and look at it, will I see those crystals or is that only in the glass? You might. You might. Sometimes, you know, they're tricky little devils. They sometimes form. You may see a little bit of crystallization from the boxed water. And, and if so, then, you know, again, it's it, it's not necessary for that to convey the vibratory process or the the magnetic process through your hands if you hold it and just have you know meditative beautiful thoughts it really gets captured into the the structure of the water but you know if you see the crystals and you can envision them vibrating with your intention and then that intention that vibratory pattern getting into all your the rest of your body that you know, let's face it, at the end of the day, our vessel, and that's our body, is is here in, in consciousness. Our consciousness cohabitates in that environment. So we're, you know, sort of a team in that process. And so, of course, when our consciousness speaks through our vocal cords and that goes into water and we drink it, our body knows exactly what it means because we spoke it, right? I think you can get there. And people do by meditation, right? And and I think that's a valid approach. But I think this is at, at, at least a supplement to that process and maybe one that is potentially even more powerful because in the beginning, there was the word. <laughs> right. People think light, but... And then there was light. I know. I know. But there was sound first. And then the creator said said, let there be light. Okay. And that's, that's what water is, is condensed light. And that's what we are. And I've, I've given you some of the secrets that are going to be revealed to us and be more, hopefully more widely accepted by science in the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. It's very close. And it may be even sooner than that. I believe that, that that will happen and I'm excited for it. <laughs> so, well, thank you. This is so, so amazing. Like I said, I was already, I was already just loving the way the water tasted and then doing the deep dive into the research was so alert by the science on the silica and the deuterium depletion. And now talking to you, this adds a whole entire another layer. So I personally plan to swap out all of my water for Aquin Springs. Again, we mentioned this, but listeners can go to melanieavalon.com slash Aquin, A-Q-U-E-N-E, and use the coupon code melanieavalon, and that will get you 10% off anything non-discounted already. Thank you so much for that. I just want to say I hope that people take our conversation and what I've had to say today as one of trying to put things together in a in a coherent way for us to understand how this all works. And this isn't really for me about, you know, people buying the water or whatever. I, I just want people to understand that, you know, we do have these superpowers and it really all comes from our thoughts. And that's where it all starts. And, and then the fun begins, right? And so I want people to take it into that grander context. That's what I'm here to do. I call myself a water shepherd because I really feel like I'm here to bring this water who's here, who's here to serve as well to those who want it, who need it, 
who have to have it, as the old saying goes. Well, thank you. Thank you for all you're doing and perfect timing because the last question that I ask every single guest on this show, and it is just because I really, really appreciate the role of mindset in everything that we're doing. So what is something that you're grateful for? Every single day of my life now, I'm grateful to be one with my creator. And I'm grateful for everything and everyone around me including you, Melanie. You're such a blessing. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I as well am so grateful for you and everything that you're doing. It's profound. I'm so excited to see where everything goes in the future with all of this and excited for society and science to catch up. Yeah. So thank you. This conversation was so amazing. So beautiful. Definitely let me know if you're passing through Atlanta on the way to Fort Myers. (laughs) Bless all of your listeners as well. Awesome. Well, have a beautiful rest of your day and I will talk to you in the future. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at melanieavalon.com. And always remember, you got this.